0: This is Reset, I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Artists often have to struggle financially to devote themselves to their art. 15 years ago, a Chicago-based charity set out to ease that financial pressure. Each year, Chicago based United States Artists hands out $50,000 grants to artists across the country from a wide variety of disciplines. And that's unrestricted money, theirs to spend however they see fit. It's called the United States Artists Fellowship, and this year's 63 winners were announced yesterday, six of them from Chicago. Joining us are two of the local fellows, filmmaker Asia Bundoe. Welcome to Reset, Asia.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me, Sasha.
0: And dancer and performance artist Jen Freeman, who also goes by the name Pochop. Welcome, Jen.
1: Hi, Sasha. Thank
0: you for having me. So first of all, congratulations to you both. Uh, I want to begin the conversation by introducing your art. So, Asia, we'll start with you. I want to play a clip from a teaser for your 2018 film, The Feeling of Being Watched. You feel like someone's just invading your life, you know? I have a feeling that there is a camera, there is something watching, and you don't feel free, you don't feel safe. Asia, give us a brief description of your work and, and tell us what else you're working on right now.
1: Sure. Um, so The Feeling of Being Watched was a personal and investigative film about a decade of FBI surveillance in the neighborhood that I grew up in, uh, which is in Bridgeview, Illinois, uh, you know, in the southwest side of uh, suburbs of Chicago. And, um, and the film, you know, uh, part of the film looked at not, not just like our personal experience with the surveillance, but I also sued the FBI for the records um, of the surveillance and uh, ended up with something like 30,000 pages of records Um, and so that's that's sort of where my new project picks up um you know looking at these um fbi records that are full of holes you know uh redacted spaces where the fbi has kind of disappeared information Mm -hmm. and um, i'm grappling with that you know the disappeared information with you know the stories um that are kind of buried in this secret archive and and thinking about how our community's stories and our community archive um can be you know can be uh Uh, Can coexist with this and and, and also thinking of these documents as sort of the canvas for our community's archive.
0: And Jen, you create movement-based performances that delve into memory and also Black history. Here's a clip of a poem that you read as a part of a video for the Chicago Dance Makers Forum uh, preparing for the People's Church.
2: For those of us who live at the shoreline, standing upon the constant edges of decision, crucial and alone... For those of us who cannot indulge the passing dreams of choice, who love in doorways coming and going at once before and after, seeking a now that could breed futures like bread on our children's mouths so that their dreams do not reflect the death of ours. Mm, powerful. Uh, Jen, tell us about that project. Yeah, so that was a snippet from my work, The People's Church of the Ghetto, Standing for Greatest History Ever Told to Our People. It was a, re- a series of reimagined um, worship services that used the life and work of Audre Lorde, who wrote that poem that I was reciting, um, uh, who used her work to illuminate the legacies of black women who lived and worked in Chicago's Bronzeville, folks like uh, cartoonist Jackie Ormes, uh, faith healer Elder Lucy Smith, and public housing activist B.D. Turner. It was a meeting of dance, spoken word, a uh, song, um, art installation, and yeah, that was wow. it.
0: Well, tell us about your your work in general. What sorts of projects do you usually tie yourself to?
2: Yeah, my work is uh, the meeting place of burlesque, drag, uh, modern and praise dance, and spoken word. I find myself right now um, really using again the life and work of Audrey Ward to build. Um, a church right now. I'm in the midst of building a storefront church in which will be um, a dance studio, a reading room, um, an art gallery, and also um, will house soon monthly worship services.
0: This this fellowship that you've both received it's such an honor. How did it feel to win this prestigious award, Jen?
2: I think I'm still processing it. It felt really overwhelming, really emotional. Um, and affirming all in one breath, yeah, incredible.
1: What about you, Asya? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I would echo that. I feel I feel overwhelmed. I mean, you know, as artists, consistently struggling, you know, to figure out how we're going to get funding for our work, how we're going to get funding for for our life for our lives. Um, you know, this this kind of award is is like is staggering to think about. It's it's really an honor.
0: You know. For those who who can't wrap their minds fully around what you just talked about, Asya, describe the day-to-day for us. What is the artist's struggle? I think it's it's become sort of a cliché statement, right? Struggling artist, uh, struggling student. But
1: what is that really like? I mean, so much, so much of being an artist uh, involves grant writing <laughs> and having to, you know, apply for grants and apply for funding for the work. So it's not just, you know, conceiving of a project and then, you know, finding your collaborators to work on it with and, and finding, you know, figuring out what you actually want to do. It's also like, how, how is the project going to be resourced? How is it actually going to be presented, you know, to the public? Will it ever be presented to the public if it's not resourced? So these are sort of, you know, the questions we're we're constantly asking. So, the you know, the life of an artist involves not just making art, but so much of it has to do with these questions about sustainability and and whether we can actually you know get the work out there for people to see.
0: Jen, can you talk about that too? This fellowship comes with fifty thousand dollars that you can use to do you know anything you wish. So, and you really do experimental work. Is is it a constant struggle for you too to fund? Your art?
2: Yes and no. You know, I've been a a full time artist for five five years. And when I first started, I promised myself that I wouldn't call myself a struggling artist because I believe in the power of words and manifesting uh, my reality. Um, I've also just had to learn how to carve out my own path and maybe do it myself um, with, you know, a roll of duct tape and some brown paper. Um, Really use the resources that are at 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 my disposal and um, dream within those names. This award allows me, of course, to dream on a larger scale. Um, But I think as an artist, we figure out um, how to make our work accessible when we don't have necessarily the resources.
0: This is Reset, I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, we're speaking with uh, performance artist Jen Freeman, and we're also talking with filmmaker Asya Bundawi. They are 2022 United States Artists Fellowship Recipients. Asia, these $50,000 grants that you've been awarded, um, they come from Chicago-based funding organization, United States Artists.
1: Tell us about them. So, you know, United States Artists, you've mentioned, uh, they've been around for about 15 years now. And, you know, in that time, they've awarded more than 700 uh, of these $50,000 awards to artists, to 700, uh, more than 700 different artists. So it's an incredible organization that's nation, you know, a, a national arts funding group, but, but um, you know, based here in Chicago.
0: Yeah, uh, it's awarded more than 750 artists With more than thirty-six million dollars of direct support, that's a lot of money.
1: Yeah, and it's also the the really unique thing about them is like so many fellowships and awards and grants are project based, so it's like funding specifically for the work or for the project that you're on. And this is really, really unique because it's a no strings attached grant that is meant to you know fund you as the artist and not the work itself, which is very rare.
0: How are the grant winners chosen?
1: Uh, There is, um, there are like, uh, there's a, you know, there's a selection committee in each uh, discipline. Um, so for film, for dance, for music, there's several disciplines that they award, um, grants in and they have independent reviewers, uh, that come in and and decide. And it's also through a nomination process. So it's not something you can actually apply for this fellowship, but you're, you know, you're, you're secretly nominated and then, uh, folks review your work and, and then you get a surprise email. I see. Right. (laughs)
0: With a, with a great, great outcome. That's awesome. Jen, could you ponder for us what art means for you personally and, and why you think it's important for foundations like this to support it?
2: Mm. I mean, art for me is life. I, it's breath. It's um, the heartbeat, I think, of our society. I don't know if any of us go a day without experiencing art in some way, uh, whether or not we acknowledge it or not. I think being funded in this way um, is kind of catalytic for artists and not only feeling affirmed and feeling seen, but also feeling a sense of relief that you don't have to always have to look, have to be always on the prowl for the next project, for the next check, for the next means of survival. Um, Yeah.
0: When did you know you wanted to pursue this professionally?
2: I knew, honestly pretty early on in my life i i was introduced to dance when i was three and i knew after my first class that this was like the the dance movement was my calling or was my home
1: yeah what about you asia i'm not sure when i when i knew but uh you know i've been making film for the past nine or so years um but also, you know, I, I, I I'm I'm drawn to art because of its, you know, freedom. I I feel like very much. I don't want to be pigeonholed in one discipline. You know, right now I'm working on a uh, an art installation and not a film. And I feel like, um, you know, art gives you the power to sort of like find the right tool to tell the story. And and each story wants to be told in a different way. And it might not be a film medium. It might be another way of telling it. In this case, it's you know a physical art installation. You know, co-created in community. And, and I feel like that's, that's the kind of freedom that art gives me to be able to pick the right, you know, tool, the right vehicle um, to tell a particular story. We're still living through this pandemic, something that we didn't think would have lasted anywhere
0: near this long, Asia. How do you think art can help us heal?
1: I mean, I think that it brings us together in a way that, you know, we, we've all felt so incredibly isolated through this pandemic. And that's, you know, that's one of the more difficult things that's, at least for me, you know, um, that I've had to cope with is this isolation and, and kind of the loneliness that comes with it. And, you know, um, the, you know, like bringing people together around this, being able to talk, uh, you know, uh, like using different language that we would normally use because we're talking about art or we're experiencing it is something very valuable. And, you know, in my specific case, I'm very happy to be able to bring community together again, not just to, you know, view the art, but to co-create it and collaborate on it. And I think that's that's something that can be really healing for communities right now.
0: How's the pandemic been for you and your community of artists, Jen?
2: Um, it's been, you know, tough, but I um, echo that, It has been an opportunity for us to connect and to really establish uh, mutual help and mutual aid. I feel like I've really seen the burlesque and drag and cabaret scene um, reach out and care for each other in ways that we hadn't before, which has been really, um, which has felt really great Mm -hmm. and felt kind of helped soothe or be a bomb. That feeling of isolation and uncertainty, particularly with folks you know who work and navigate in the performance arts and that count on that live in-person um, connection. Yeah, that experience. Be, yeah, just to a, see their work.
0: Just a few seconds here, but I've I've got to ask: any thoughts on what you might do with your grant money?
2: Um, I intend to. Uh, it's tough, you know. I feel like the money really helps me continue to be autonomous to not have to take a gig that doesn't align with my values um, and beliefs. So for sure that as well as to continue to pour it back into my community um, by building, I have a dance uh, floor that I'm building um, that will be accessible to the community. What about
0: you, Asia?
1: I haven't decided, honestly. I'm thinking also about how how can I use this to make my life as an artist more sustainable and and make the work that I do more sustainable and what's the best way to invest it?
0: Well, you've got time. Congratulations again. That's filmmaker Asia Bundawi and performance artist Jen Freeman. Thank you both. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.